The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's going this town tonight. Welcome to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk Radio Show, Monday morning. Alex Planty in studio. It's just going to be me today. I believe Kwame might be calling in a little bit later. Woo! It was a big weekend in sports. I'll tell you what. It's going to be a football-heavy show today. Week 16 did not leave anybody disappointed unless your team was mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, my apologies. But chances are that my team's got it and have still have a chance to get in because yours did not. So I, I can only be so apologetic. Um, we're going to start with the Cardinals. Big win in Seattle. Probably shouldn't have won this game, but they did. So, I mean, that's always a win. You take take a win wherever you can get it in the National Football League. We'll move around. We'll talk about the playoff scenarios that are still up in the air and the Cardinals being one of them with a big game for them tonight when uh, Atlanta goes to San Francisco. So we'll, we'll touch on that. Touch on the Broncos. We'll go all around the NFL. So it's going to be a good show today. Uh, hopefully information packed. So the Cardinals, 17-10 over the Seahawks in Seattle. Russell Wilson's first home loss as a starting quarterback moves Bruce Arians to 17-8 and eight as a head coach from last year and this year. It, w- it wasn't pretty. I mean, that's for damn sure. It was not pretty. Carlson Palmer threw for 178 yards and a touchdown. Four picks, two in the end zone, uh, both to Richard Sherman, I believe. Um, yeah, unfortunately, one was, I believe two, one was deflected and the, and the second one was tipped. Off a, off a tip, but interception is an interception, especially in the end zone when points are at a premium in this game. Um, they gave away a couple that they probably that he probably shouldn't have, but it doesn't matter. Uh, we talked on Friday, and Kwame chimed in a little bit towards the end of the show with regards to what the Cardinals needed to do to win this game, and they did most of it. They put pressure on Russell Wilson the whole game. The Cardinals blitz more than any team in the NFL. That was an interesting interesting uh, stat that I saw. Blitz more than any team in the NFL. And you know what? It worked yesterday. Russell Wilson did not have a good game. He did not have a good game. Um, before yesterday, Russell Wilson f- facing five or more pass rushers throughout the year, 800 passing yards and eight touchdowns, both first in the NFL. And the Cardinals led the NFL with 299 blitzes going into the game yesterday. So the defense won. You know, and it was, it was a really, really big win for the Cardinals. So number one, we talked about on Friday, was pressuring Russell Wilson. Check. They did that. Two, they have to run the ball. Over 100 yards rushing is what I said that would get them in, in the area of winning or having a chance to win. They did that. Ellington, 15 carries, 64 yards. Richard Mendenhall, 21 carries, 63 yards. Yeah, that's great. Any team 
that has a run attack has a chance to win. Especially with a balanced offense of you know a quarterback that, that, that can throw the ball down the field as well. So they look good. They look good. Uh, Zach Miller scored a touchdown for Seattle, and um, I started him in my fantasy league, even though it didn't matter, because the Cardinals are notorious, especially this year, for not being able to um, keep tight ends at bay. And it obviously showed again because uh, they let up another touchdown. So uh, the Michael Floyd touchdown at the end of the game, 31 yards, was it was majestic. It was something that made me think that the Cardinals are going to be around for a while. I mean, quickly about Michael Floyd, his rookie year wasn't great. And there were questions about if that was the right draft pick that high in the draft. And you know what? He's coming to his own this year. He's playing really well. It's nice that he has a quarterback, one quarterback throwing to him, as opposed to a bevy that that they've had the past couple years. But he made a great catch, ran a great route, and ran it in. And they trusted their offensive line so much the Cardinals that they ran the two-point conversion in, which is, you know, that that shows how much trust this offensive line has gained over the course of the year, when that was the sore thumb in the whole thing last year and in recent history was the uh, the strength of the offensive line. So overall, it was, it, it, it was fun to watch. It was, it was exciting. Russell Wilson, 11 of 27 for 108 yards. They'll take it. Yes, granted, maybe the Cardinals got a got a bounce towards the end of the game. Doug Baldwin, there was a uh, controversy as to whether the ball that was deflected off his arm into the hands of Carlos Dansby hit the ground first, and it was huge. I mean, there was there was under two minutes left, and Seattle was trying to drive to to score the game to to uh, tie the game up, but. Uh, the the play did not have indisputable evidence to be overturned because it was called an interception on the field. So, you need bounces, you need luck to win in the NFL. And, and they got it yesterday. Just think about this. The last time Arizona went into Seattle, they lost 58 to nothing last year. 58 to nothing. That's a lot of points. I mean, that's that that's college scores. That's when Oregon plays McNeese State. 58 nothing. Took took a lot uh, took a lot of gusto and confidence to go into probably the toughest place to play in the NFL and come out with a win. It's it, it, I haven't really figured Seattle out yet. A Marshall Lynch, 18 carries, 71 yards. That's not even four yards a carry. They're, I just can't figure out Seattle. They have such a potent offense sometimes. And then the next week, they can't find a place, can't find where to, to get points from. So, I'm just happy that... that they laid an egg, and that the defense, the defensive line, and the offensive line for the Cardinals should should get the game ball. Defend the defense sacked Russell Wilson four times. When you rattle the cage of a young quarterback, it gets to him. 
the only time, the only way you build confidence in the NFL is by winning. So Russell Wilson's done that. However, he's been able to lean on his defense and his run game pretty much the whole time he's been the quarterback. So when the run game is more or less taken away, Marshall, I mean, 71 yards is fine, but not on 18 carries. And 19 of those yards were on one play. So when he's looked at as the guy that needs to take them out of the, bring them out of the hole, keep them in the game, he's had comebacks before, but none of this magnitude. He needed to close this game out for them to get the division in home field. Now there's a chance that they don't even win the division. And we'll, we'll get into all that later. So that was a big win for the Cardinals, as I've said many times before. Not many people thought that that, that, that was really possible, that they could go in there and win it. But, you know... People are believing. There's always that one hot team towards the end of the year that sneaks into the playoffs and makes some noise. So the Cardinals will get in if San Francisco loses tonight. San Francisco and Arizona play for a playoff spot in Week 17 at University of Phoenix Stadium. If San Francisco wins tonight, the Cardinals need to beat San Francisco again in Week 17, and New Orleans needs to lose to Tampa Bay in New Orleans. So, I mean, that is more far-fetched than most situations. Cam Newton had a great drive at the end of the game in that game. You know, I mean, if that if if the Saints would have held on to beat the Panthers, the road would have been a little bit easier for the Cardinals because all they would have had to do because they hold the tiebreaker um, for beating Carolina early in the season. I think it was Week Five. Carolina, if they would have lost that game to the Saints. It wouldn't have mattered what happened in the in the last game of the year. The Cardinals would just have to win. Cardinals would have to win game seventeen that that uh, week seventeen. That's all that would have to happen. So all Cardinals fans now are becoming uh, Atlanta Falcons fans because that will be the easiest way for them to have a chance to make the playoffs. How sweet would that be? You take out one young quarterback on his home field, arguably the best team in the NFL to some people. And you take out young quarterback number two on your home field to make the playoffs. It couldn't be scripted more poetically than that. It's going to come down to experience versus youth in the quarterback position. Experience versus youth. Who pocket passer versus read option guy. Even though he's being molded into being a pocket passer now. But 
He's not as effective that way. So once again, San Francisco loses tonight. Arizona and San Francisco play for the playoff spot. So it's going to be interesting. That's <laughs> that, that's for sure, and I'm, I'm really excited to see, see what happens down the stretch. Uh, I did touch on the Panthers and Saints. Panthers 17-13 over the Saints. Cam marches down. He hadn't done anything all day. Ask my fantasy team. 65-yard drive in 32 seconds to win. It's his fourth, fourth quarter or overtime comeback win this season. He's starting to become the real deal. He's starting to become clutch. D'Angelo Williams broke it, broke uh, a long touchdown run yesterday, so that helped. The defense played fine. They shut down Drew Brees. Shut him down. Take away one uh, touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham, which pretty much you have to just expect at this point. A red zone touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham. But no, I mean, the, the defense looked good. The weather was sticky. It was wet. It was rainy. And Cam just marched him down. Marched him down. Dominic Hickson, I think he came from uh, the Giants. Caught a ball. That was it. Was a tough ball to catch. There wasn't much wiggle room between his hands, the ball, and the ground. But he he reeled it in. That's it. Now Carolina can win that division. Who who would have thought that that was possible in the beginning of the season? Carolina. Really? They look good. They look good. On the other side of the break, I'll talk about Philly and the Bears, that awful game last night. Talk about Denver and if Peyton Manning's record really is that big of a deal now. And I'll run through the rest of the NFL, and then we'll talk about the AFC playoff scenario as well. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. I'll be back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. America Sports Channel. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy solo in studio this morning. Just finished talking about the Arizona Cardinals and their great win in Seattle, paving the way for a chance for them to make the playoffs, which would be fantastic. Be absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to move to the Cowboys now. Yikes. I mean,. If somebody can figure out the, uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, please let me know. Tony Romo. See, it's funny that people don't remember that he had at least two game-winning drives this year where he threw touchdown passes. They just remember... They will still only always remember him botching the, the, the hold on the field goal attempt 38 years ago. And have him getting shoestring tackled two yards from the end zone when he was trying to run it in after after he fumbled it. That's it. That's how people remember him. He looked good yesterday. I mean, granted, yes, fine. The Redskins' defense is awful. I understand. I get it. But, I mean, he looked solid. And it was first and goal on the, on the you know, one-tenth line. DeMarco didn't get in one, didn't get in twice, lost nine yards on the third down, which is, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous at that point. Fourth down from the 10-yard line, or 11-yard line. DeMarco Murray did a great job feeling the play out. Kind of saw people starting to back up, the defense back into the back of the end zone, back of the end zone, and he just kind of scooted in, caught the ball on the three, ran it in. Now the Cowboys, for the third year in a row, will be playing Week 17 for the division. Week 17 for the division. I said at the beginning of the year that if DeMarco Murray plays 14 games or more this year, that the Cowboys will win the division, and I'm going to stick with that. But Philly coming in there, I don't know. Nick Foles could throw for 800 yards with that secondary. I mean, it's difficult with Philly because Philly could win the Super Bowl. I mean, they have so much offensive talent. Nick Foles has been the surprise of the year, in my opinion. But Cowboys win 24-23. Big win, obviously. Keeps their playoff hopes alive. I wonder what would be better for the Cowboys franchise as a whole. Besides Jerry Jones stepping down, but we won't talk about that. 
If they win, they make the playoffs. That'd be great. You know, that'd be great. But they're not going to beat any team in the playoffs with that secondary and that defense as a whole. I mean, they just... They just won't. They'd have to play right now. Give me a break. They'd have to play New Orleans right now. If it, if it, stopped, if it ended today and they won, they'd have to play New Orleans. In a dome either way. That's 42-7 to seven right there. So, I don't know, but Philly coming in there, a little preview. I was actually talking uh, with my friend John here, John Missile from Voice America. He said in ever since the beginning of time, Eagles have always played well on the road, especially against the Cowboys. So, who do you stop? What's your defensive scheme besides just putting 11 guys on the field and praying? You stop the run, make Nick Foles throw the ball? Or do you let Shady burn you but just keep him in front of you and hope that you can outscore them? Because their, their defense isn't great either, but they, they, took it to, they took it to Chicago last night. What an ugly game. Man, Jay Cutler... Jay Cutler is Tom Brady Jr. He's just never hit it. I don't I don't know if he's mentally tough enough. I don't know. There's something wrong. I mean, I understand that for a long time his offensive line was awful and Mike Martz just threw him to the wolves and he got sacked 200 times a year. I mean, I understand that that, that was part of it and that for any quarterback that's insurmountable. But he didn't look good last night. He, it looked like he didn't care. You can lock up the division. Actually make the, make the playoffs and you just get spanked. They were down 14-0 before they knew what their name was. Nick Foles, very efficient. God, he's good. U of A product. He's good. 21 to 25, 230, and two touchdowns. LaShawn McCoy is just. I mean, if it weren't for Jamal Charles' year this year, LaShawn McCoy, most outstanding back. Spin move he made on the five yard line. To run in for his second touchdown. Looked like he was going to get wrapped up. Just does. Yeah, he does like a Tony Romo spin out of pressure. And just runs into the end zone. It just It's so much fun to watch him play. It's like he's on ice skates. It's so much fun. So, the Bears, you know, they, they have a Week 17 battle as well with Green Bay. For the division. I mean, don't you kind of wish they... Don't you think they they wanted to win the, against the Eagles? Don't you think they wish they would have beat the Eagles so they don't have to play potentially Aaron Rodgers? Ugh. I wouldn't want that. I mean, who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to play or not. I kind of ripped him last week a little bit. Um, if he doesn't play on Sunday, who cares? 
Doctors, look the other way. You look the other way enough. In my opinion. It's not documented. But I feel like the star players are allowed to kind of tell them what they want to do. It seems like. I mean, if you're close to being cleared, I feel like... I don't know. We'll see. Because if Aaron Rodgers does play, with Eddie Lacy still performing, don't leave Green Bay out of the Super Bowl watch. Isn't that crazy to say that if Green Bay gets in the playoffs, they could be one of the most dangerous teams to play? I mean, this is going to be a really fun next month and a half or two. Next month and a half. It's going to be really fun to see because, honestly, nobody knows who the hell is going to win. Nobody has any idea. Every playoff game is going to be good. I mean, there's there's not a team that wins a division just because, you know, I mean, uh, yes, the records will stink in the NFC North and NFC East. I understand that. However, all of those teams just beat up on each other. So I feel like all I feel like Philly, Green Bay, Dallas, and Chicago are better than what their record would indicate. I think that Chicago it goes as Matt Forte goes. So if you shut Matt Forte down, even with the the three headed monster of, of the six three and over receivers and tight ends, Marshall, Jeffrey, and Bennett, if if you can't establish the run, then Chicago's done. I'm just, not, I'm excited as a sports fan, being able to cover it, being able to enjoy the best athletes in the world, just put on a put on a show. I mean, it's it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. So I briefly want to talk about the card, the uh, Chargers, another win. Granted, it was against the lowly Raiders. But their playoff hopes are still still alive. Still have a pulse. With Miami and Baltimore losing, and embarrassingly for both of them, Miami losing to Buffalo 19-0 when it really matters, and now Tannehill's hobbled. And then Tom Brady just punishes Baltimore 41-7 in Baltimore. I can't figure out the Ravens either. They don't score until the fourth quarter. Tom Brady didn't even have that good of numbers. 14-26, 172 and a touchdown. Garrett Blunt has resurrected his career in New England. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that. I mean, you have Shane Vereen. 
Stephen Ridley's been Jekyll and Hyde this year. If he can hang on to the ball, or if he can't, they just miss their they miss their tight ends, and I think that that's going to be their downfall. And obviously, people have said that a lot in the past that without a big red zone target, it's difficult to win in the NFL on a consistent basis. I mean, a sure-handed tight end is, is so key. It doesn't have to be 6'8". It doesn't have to be Jimmy Graham. Even Zach Miller is just solid. Good hands, around, good hands around the end zone. Good route runner. And then the Ravens have to go to Cincinnati next week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ravens go to Cincinnati... And Miami has a bunny at home. And for the life of me, I can't remember which one it is. But they have a team that they should beat. Oh, they have the Jets. They play the Jets at home. So if Miami doesn't beat the Jets, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And, and, that's, and that's what it's going to come down to. And I'll talk about that on the other side of the break, the exact playoff scenario in the AFC. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in studio. NFL heavy show today. I'm running through all of the games, all of the playoff scenarios, everything. We've been talking about the AFC. This is what we're looking at. Denver, New England in. New England clinched the division. Denver clinched the division because Kansas City... This is... We are who I thought they were. They are who I thought they were. Which is if... They're like the San Diego Chargers from 
the early 2000s, give the ball to Jamal Charles a thousand times and hope they win. Can't come from behind. It's just not. They just got punished by Indianapolis last week, uh, yesterday. Their defense that was so stout at the beginning of the year is, is kind of withering away. Um, it's still, you know, top 12. Definitely top third in, in the in the NFL, but that they were the best through six, six or seven weeks when they were winning, when they were undefeated. So they're in. Um, and with Baltimore losing, Cincinnati wins their division as well. So down to one spot, Miami, Baltimore, San Diego, Pittsburgh. Miami, Baltimore, San Diego, Pittsburgh. Miami, Baltimore, and San Diego are all 8-7. and seven. Pittsburgh is 7-8. and eight. So I'm going to try and say this as succinctly as possible. That's not confuse anybody. If Miami wins, they're in. If Miami loses and Baltimore and San Diego win, Baltimore's in. The only way the Chargers can get in is if both Miami and Baltimore lose. And they win, obviously. They have Kansas City at home. So, I mean, they're kind of middle rung, the Chargers are. They have Kansas City. Baltimore is going to Cincinnati, which is the most difficult of the three. And Miami has the Jets at home. But you never know. I mean, the Jets could put up 70 points. I mean, they're, they're a different team every week. Being a Chargers fan... Retribution was yesterday. They got retribution yesterday? Yeah, that's probably a better way to say it. Because two weeks ago, they beat Denver on Thursday Night Football, but both Baltimore and Miami win, so they didn't gain any ground. And yesterday, they gained ground. So Pittsburgh is 7-8. and eight. They're on the outside. The only way they can win is if Miami, Baltimore, and San Diego lose, and they win. I mean, crazier things have happened. I can't believe Pittsburgh's even in the mix still with the, such an awful year they've had. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be a big, big Sunday. Big, big Sunday. Let's talk about a couple of the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Detroit Lions, Jim Schwartz needs to be fired yesterday. Get him out. Get him out. I'm done. There's no reason for you to lose to the Giants at home when your playoff life depends on it. There's no reason for that. Something needs to change, and it starts with the head coach. That would suck to be a Lions fan. Man, it would suck. They can't even spell the word relevant, relevant in Detroit. That'd be awful. I'm stressed just thinking about it. So, I mean, it's just not even it's not even fun to talk about with the trade. They just have so much talent. It's, ugh, it makes me sick. Titans, Jags. Chad Henney looks pretty good. I mean, the fact that they are winning four games, that they've won four games is pretty interesting to me. They've screwed themselves out of a top two pick. But it's more for a pride thing, I would think. 
everybody's picking them to go 0-16. That's never good. Titans start 3-1. and They end the season going 3-8. and Well, they have Week 17 coming up. That's disappointing. Chris Johnson's going to be a free agent. I wonder... I wonder who would take him. I wonder... Because he's not that old. I think he's like 27. You can see that he still has electric speed. He can still catch the ball. He can still be your first... He can still be depended upon for 25 or 30 touches a game. He's going to want big money. He's going to want big money. He reminds me of AI a little bit. Allen Iverson. I mean, it's a little bit delusional to think that you're going to get $80 million contract or $60 million contract, whatever it is. But he's going to want money. He's going to want 20 mil guaranteed. And I don't know if he can go to a contender and make them better. And I don't know if they, he can go to a contender and get paid that much. I just don't know. But I'll tell you what, I'd take him in Arizona any day of the week. Because you're not going to re-sign Richard Mendenhall if you can bring somebody else in. There was a one-year deal. Andre Ellington's great. I don't know where he'd go. If not stay in Tennessee. I just don't... What really bothers me, especially when you haven't won anything in your career, is you go somewhere for money. And I know I harp on money a lot. Um, And... It's easy again for me to say because I have not been put in that situation. But what if he goes to like New England or something? Obviously, Stephen Ridley isn't working. And obviously, they're going to have to run the ball more to win. They can't just rely on Tom Brady anymore, especially if they get rid of all his receivers, if he has no receivers. That'd be scary. Chris Johnson would be scary on the Patriots. I just don't know where else he'd go. It doesn't make any sense for him to go anywhere like Carolina, but they still have backs. But, like, if you went to the Browns or the Jets, ugh, that wouldn't be good. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it really could be a moot point. He might just stay there if they're going to pay him because he is their team right now. I mean, their defense is fine. Their secondary is not awful. Not, they're not great, but they're not awful. He's just got a big summer ahead of him. Hell, maybe the Texans would want him. That'd be interesting. Varian Foster can't be trusted anymore to stay healthy. Neither can, I mean, Ben Tate is, is injured as well. No, the Texans, 2-13. and 13. Lost to the Broncos yesterday. This game wasn't really ever in doubt. Peyton Manning just shredded that defense. It, I'll tell you what, if I'm Houston, I'm taking Jadavian Clowney first overall, if they get the first overall pick. Just just mold Case Keenum or draft a quarterback in the third round. I'm taking Jadavian Clowney. J.J. Watt needs help. Brian Cushing can't stay healthy. Two of those hits were really unfortunate, though. The one, the low block on him two or three years ago, I think it was three years ago, where he tore his first ACL, that was unfair. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough to watch because he he's so good. I think, I think he, a USC product. 
He's so good when he's on the field. But either way, their defense is in shambles. And Jadavian Clowney, is, he, he, that, that type of athlete doesn't come around very often. I know he's, he had a down year this year, but he's a beast. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't knock the fact that he is big. He is NFL ready now. He was NFL ready last year. Yes, maybe there was too much hype due to that one hit on the Michigan running back where it popped his helmet off. But defense is very important in the NFL, and it's starting to become an, an afterthought. And yes, Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning, and with the, the new rules, you can't touch him. I, I mean, I understand. But they need to do something in Houston because... They've been relevant recently. Unfortunately, Matt Schaub got hurt when they were in the playoffs. They almost beat Baltimore. I think it was two years ago when TJ Yates played. Aaron Foster. Yikes. They need to figure out a way to keep him healthy. Because if he can stay healthy, Ben Tate can stay healthy. They have a good offense. They, ha- I mean, they do. DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Johnson, who although is getting a little bit older, is still Andre Johnson. Garrett Graham's a good tight end. Their offensive line is fine. I just feel like you can always find a quarterback. especially with with a run game that they have while healthy, you can find quarterbacks. And if Kwame was here, he would talk about Kurt Warner. I mean, they come out of nowhere, and they produce. You just need... Hell, Matt Stafford might be looking for a job soon. It just comes down to the philosophy of the franchise. Do you want to have to outscore people, or... And, and put people in the seats or draft the person that is correct for us. Logistically, not based on the sexiness of the pick. It's really going to come down to it because they will have a gift. They have a gift. They had an awful year. Everything went wrong. And they're going to get the number one overall pick. I mean... Is it that bad? One year? Nobody nobody remembers who didn't make the playoffs in 2013, 10 years from now. They remember number one overall picks and what you did with them. It's always remembered. Who went number one overall and how did you do? I feel like there would have been so much more pressure on Vince Young as if there wasn't some more already or Reggie Bush to go first overall, but Mario Williams took it. He did great, and now he got a whole bunch of money from Buffalo, and where is he? But he's the number one overall pick, so people remember. Granted, Vince Young and Reggie Bush have, they were supreme college athletes. So obviously people, they're still household names, even though they're not number one, they didn't go number one overall. But I don't know, Houston, they have a very, very important decision to make. This could be a franchise-turning decision. 
Do you take Teddy Bridgewater? Did he show you enough to be able to lead your team? Or do you take a beast who can learn the speed of the NFL on defense kind of out of the spotlight? Have you heard anything about Manti Teo this year? No, because he's on defense. And because he hasn't done anything catastrophically wrong, he's learning how to play football. And his team's in the playoff hunt. So it's a pretty good first year to me. No secret girlfriend jokes. No, no fake girlfriend jokes in public. That probably died off after a week. Uh, we got to take a break. I do want to talk about Peyton Manning on the other side and if his record really means something. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lester, Sports Talk. I'll be back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Welcome back. Alex Clancy alone in studio. Man, this space heater is saving my life right now. It is freezing in here. Sorry, that was supposed to be internal. Um, we've been talking NFL all hour today. So many things happening, so many possibilities, so many things that have transpired yes, since yesterday. Uh, one thing that just came across the wire, Von Miller torn ACL out for the rest of the year. Yikes. Yikes. That's kind of a big deal for the Broncos. Oh, man, I don't really even know what to think about that right now. That's um, that's a blow. That's definitely a blow to that defense. 
well, they've locked it up. So, I don't know, maybe they'll sign somebody. That's, you know, in an office job right now. Who knows, it worked for the Dolphins a couple weeks ago with their defensive back that had two picks on Tom Brady. That's probably not going to happen, though. Uh, Broncos win 37-13 yesterday against the aforementioned Houston Texans. Um, good win, you know. They're, uh, they, Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning is just... He's just a beast. 400 yards, 32-51, 400 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, I have two quick things to say about this. Kwame, we have Kwame on the line. Um, number one, they throw the ball when they're up seven touchdowns. So his numbers are gaudy, yes. I feel like it's, it's kind of a Steve Spurriorism to just throw the ball, throw the, throw the ball, throw the ball. Um, so his numbers are definitely padded with that. Uh, number two, uh, he, obviously the, the rules have changed. I believe Joe Montana only threw over 30 touchdowns once in his career, and he won four Super Bowls. Uh, he averaged like 2,800 yards passing a year. So it, the game has obviously changed, and it, for those of you who don't know, Peyton Manning broke the single-season record throwing 51 touchdown passes this year that broke Tom Brady's that he broke, I believe, I think it was three years ago. Um, so 51 is kind of at, it's kind of ridiculous. Call me, does, does this record mean anything? It, Peyton Manning is a Hall of Famer guy. He's a guy to know the game inside and out. He does his studies, his research on defenses more, just as much as he does offenses. I think it was either Drew Brees or Tom Brady's record, but uh, he has to, he, all this he can take into account to how defenses are allowed to play uh, football, play the position, play that side of the ball now. You can't touch the receivers. You can't, you never could touch the receivers since Lester Hayes. Uh, used to beat them up, uh, but you can't shadow them. Uh, so they always have the benefit of the doubt when the ball is in the air. When the ball is in the air, it usually applies to anybody and everybody who can get it. But those benefits uh, that benefits the receiver most of all. Peyton Manning does put the ball where he needs where it needs to be for his receivers. It's not like he's not that guy that he can't make every throw. Even after the four neck surgeries, you just tailor your game up uh, to what it does. Uh, so the 51 does mean something. That, then again, you can also put when Joe Montana played, you can also put when uh, uh, some of the greats that's played, like a, a guy who can sling the ball around in a damn Marino, you have to put them in the category of um, they played at a different time. And when we're talking about his 51, and if the game stays the way it is, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks with the opportunity to do that. You look at the quarterback in Philadelphia, he's throwing the ball around a lot. Yeah, no, he definitely is. I mean, it's... It's um, it, yeah. It's just it's just different now. I mean, and and to your point, uh, he's two hundred sixty six yards, I believe, away from breaking Drew Brees's uh, single season passing record. So he might do the, he might do both in the same year, which would be out of this world. I mean, that's just we've never seen this before, and we'll probably see it again three or four years from now, and and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a sixty touchdown season at some point, which is well, like it's, um, well, it's 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 a reason why he's a uh, sportsman of the year. Uh, just, just the things he do, uh, and make those guys around him. You, you can see, not that they have average guys on that offense, but they have some guys that he makes look Pro Bowl like and um, All Pro status. But it, it, all that is the benefit of uh, who Peyton Manning is and how he approached the game. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I don't want to talk too much about that. We have about seven minutes left. Um, what did you think about? Give me a pro and con. Take away Carson Palmer's um, interceptions. 
Give me a pro and con about the Cardinals uh, in Seattle this week, this past week. Uh, the Cardinals game in Seattle this weekend, um, it was a great game to win on a road, especially against a division opponent. Uh, what I did notice about the Cardinals that I didn't talk much about this year, which I should have, we should have, is they play four quarters. That defense is, you can put them up against anybody. I, I got to believe when that, when that team, that defensive unit, gets on the field, the mindset is to outplay the other team's defense. And that gives the offense a chance. I think the offense make a lot of uh, ill-advised decisions and, and cough up the ball at the wrong time. And when it looks good or, or about to be great, all of a sudden it turns into the opponent's favor. But one of the pros is that that, that team plays together for four quarters and they find a way to win games. We watched their season this year. Uh, one of my things uh, coming in was I said they would be 10-6. and six. Now I'm hoping they're 11-5 and five and they get into the playoffs in a wild-card spot. Uh, also, looking at that game, you got to you got to think or try to put it in the back of your mind. Who does the Seattle Seahawks want to play in a wild card spot? Do they want to play San Francisco? Do they want to play the Cardinals again? And the Cardinals will have to go back up there. Uh, they they didn't look like they the Seattle Seahawks. They tried to win the game because it was at home, and that was Russell Wilson's first loss at home since he's been a starter there. But one of the one of the cons is that. They can't turn the ball over at the wrong times. They can't be in scoring position and come away with no points. Um, and that's what the Cardinals need to fix going into next year. You could talk about postseason and uh, if they get into the postseason, but those the things they're doing now is what they were doing in the postseason. So that's going to take place in OTAs and camp and when they go up to the University of Phoenix or Glendale to go through camps. Uh, but it's a complete team. As you, you can see the mentality and atmosphere has changed with Bruce Aaron coming in here from uh, the Indianapolis Colts and one of the first coaches of the year as an intern. So I think so far it's looking great for the Cardinals down the road as the future comes. Yeah, I mean, they need to, with with Carolina beating New Orleans, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, it's more difficult for them to make it now. They need San Francisco to lose. They need San Francisco to lose tonight so they can set up the match for the playoff spot. Because if, if San Francisco wins tonight, they have to play, they have to beat San Francisco, and then they have to hope that Tampa Bay beats New Orleans in New Orleans. I mean, that's, it's, that's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we have, about, we have about one minute left, or two minutes left. Um, who do you think comes out of the AFC in the final playoff spot with uh, Miami, Baltimore, Chargers, and Pittsburgh on the outside? Pittsburgh is on the back end of all that, I believe. Uh, but Miami, uh, the Chargers, and Baltimore. Baltimore. Right now, the, the Dolphins and the Chargers are where, where, is where I will put my money. Uh, the Chargers have, they control their own destiny now, but once they win this game or if they win this game, then they have to count on someone else. I, I look for the Chargers who's playing well right now to uh, take their last AFC wildcard spot. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they just need Baltimore to lose at Cincinnati, and they need Miami to lose at home to the Jets. So I mean, Miami. Yeah. So I mean, that's and this is big. I mean, if the Chargers can get in the playoffs, who knows? Especially with how Ryan Matthews has been running the ball. If you can run the ball, obviously, and I've said this so many times, if you can run the ball, you got a chance to win. I mean, that, and that's yeah. that's just how it is. And um, yeah, everything starts with the line of scrimmage. If you can run the ball, it opens up the pass. It's not the days of uh, Warren Moon when they had the five receivers where you pass the ball then. Uh, What's the running back named White uh, would rack up a thousand, fifteen hundred yards a year? No, you have to run the ball first in this league. Absolutely. So we have to go. We got about thirty seconds left. I don't know if you saw this, Kwame, but Von Miller's out for the year with a torn ACL. 
that he suffered in the game on Sunday. So that that'll hurt Denver. Um, Don't forget about the Cardinals San Fran game this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So I'm trying to stay away from you. You know, yeah, you're probably going to be swarmed with uh, with autographs and stuff like that. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be doing that. Um, I might start an email address, Kwame42 at yahoo.com if you want me to. So you have two of those guys doing that. Um, I'll um, I'll talk to you. Oh, I don't think we have a show tomorrow or Thursday, uh, but we will be back Friday. Is that correct? Okay, good show. Okay, I'll um, I'll Kwame Lester Sports Talk. We will uh, we'll see you guys Thursday or Friday. Well, I'll keep it on. Um, I'll keep it posted on uh, on Facebook and Twitter. See you guys uh, Friday at the at the latest. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.